never really know how to start these things. I don't want to do the cliche, welcome back, but you know, welcome back. And then I don't want to do the other cliche thing, which is like, today I'm talking about this. So I'm just going to blurt it straight out. Peacocking. I mentioned it in my first podcast, said I had a passion for it, and then pretty much brushed it aside. So this is what I'm going to be discussing today. Wow, I just did it, didn't I? Anyway, uh, talking about peacocking, the advantages and disadvantages of it, and especially when it comes to working in an office around a very large group of people who are different ages, uh, different mindset, different lives. So um, whether or not it's all good and whether or not, you know, I would suggest it. And I'm going to end with my four tips uh, of four things that no one tells you um, about working in an office, but would really super help you if you've never worked in an office before, or you're about to start working in one, or you just didn't even know them and, you know, might actually help you. So peacocking, what is it? It is a theory by Neil Strauss. Now he was a guy who wrote a book called The Game, and The Game is all about picking up women. But it's actually a seduction technique known as peacocking. My outfit serves the dual function of icebreaker and attention getter. And that is me in a nutshell. How I do it, how I peacock, is I dress in really out there colors and patterns and I make sure that my style is suited to those colors and patterns and I put in the effort every day to make sure that I look presentable and neat. I don myself in a way that is a couple of notches over the top, not too far, but in a way it makes me stand out. I don't do it to pick up women. Although I haven't tried and it might work, maybe I should give it a go sometime. But a quote that I really feel, especially when you're being introduced to new people or you're, you know, you're, you're being in situations that are new and you're, you're doing a lot of things for the first time is when it comes to dressing, it's always better to be overdressed than underdressed. So for me, when I'm not sure and I'm going to a new thing, I'm putting myself out there going, uh, you know, walking outside my comfort zone and I have no idea what to wear. I am always going to go for a nice dress, something that stands out a little bit because I never know how it's going to go. But in that sense, it makes me stand out and it makes me a walking, talking icebreaker. I give off the vibe that I'm approachable. And if and when people feel that they want to make a comment about the effort that I've made, whether it's matching my eyeliner with the color that I'm, you know, wearing the most today, it's always received warmly because it puts people in a position where they feel they're comfortable enough to talk about the effort that I've made. And I will never feel offended that they have someone's mentioned, oh, hey, I love your eye makeup today. Because for me, they're just noticing the effort that I can and that I have put in to make myself presentable and neat and tidy. And I appreciate that. And it essentially makes it a little bit less weird when you're meeting someone for the first time. Except when creeps and alcohol are involved, but that is a whole nother podcast worth of a topic. So for years, peacocking has served me. I like to think it's got me a few opportunities along the way because I look the way I do. Not saying I'm a super hot woman uh, because I am not what society deems a 10, but I know that I have certain qualities and I know how to accentuate that with my style and my body shape and all that sort of jazz. Um, took me a while to get there. You know, a lot of it was trial and error, but once I found certain things, you know, for me, it was patterns and, and bold colors and, you know, 
certain shapes that, you know, fitting and that work with my hourglass figure. You know, I, I trialed and errored it for a few years and here I am now with this style that I have. And when it comes to style, it really is your own perception and things that you like the most. So one thing that I've always done, and uh, it's a really strange paradox, but I, whenever I go shopping, I find things, you know, you know, when you have like an impulse buy, prime example, I've got this amazing jacket. It's a shearling. Uh, it's not real fur, by the way, for those of you who are, you know, Peter, don't come after me. I walked into DJs. I was actually walking through there to get to my car because I parked outside and I was walking through there and I, I saw this jacket and I just couldn't take it off. I saw it. I put it on. It was amazing. I tried on a different color and I was, kept on going back to this pink one and I thought, all right, got to have it. It was ridiculously out of my price range, but I bought it anyway. And since then, I have gotten comment after comment about how cool this jacket is. And I've gone and done that for other things. My first initial response is I'll be like, oh, I love this thing. And then I won't buy it. And I'll think about it for a week or two weeks. And I'll, you know, because it'll be out of my price range. And I'll just think, why? Why am I doing this? Why? You know, I'll just go out and buy it. So I, I bite the bullet. I'll buy it. And I won't love it as much as when I first had it. Because to me, the way I see it is your first impulses are you in your un biased or, you know, you haven't had other thoughts coming your way. You haven't had other opinions. If you've instantly looked at something and liked it, that is your truest opinion, your true thoughts. And in my opinion, you need to act on that. So when it comes to things that, uh, you know, if you were to ever come shopping with me, I would always find the most random thing. And for me, if I don't buy it there and then, it's like, I just cannot, I just can't buy it. I just got to walk away and be like, okay, that's done. Let's go find something else that'll instantly take my affection. Okay, back to peacocking because I got severely sidetracked. But uh, peacocking has really served me. I just wanted to give you some advantages and disadvantages of what peacocking is like in the workplace. So having worked in a few different areas, luckily I am fortunate enough to work in a creative space. So a lot of people come to expect that creatives want to express themselves creatively. And somebody asked me the other day, how do you express yourself creatively? Aside from, you know, talking about my creative expression, I definitely do it in the things that I wear. When you peacock in the workplace, especially in a creative place, it's looked upon highly and people kind of expect that. Uh, in other places, it might not be as uh, well received and that is why I've come up with these advantages of disadvantages. So when it comes to the advantages, when I first start and you're going around and you're meeting people for the first time, it gives everyone that opportunity to break the ice. Oh, okay, really interesting top. Oh, is that peacocks that you're wearing today? Oh, is that flamingos? And it sort of breaks the ice and, and makes people feel a little bit comfortable because I'm never going to be like, oh, I can't believe that they just said that unless it's, you know, a little bit of a creepy word. But in, in that sense where it, if it's just something that is a mention of the over-the-topness or the bright color, it's really good at establishing that first impression without having to try too hard. It also makes it easier for me to connect with the people who are feeling the vibe. You know, that it can be hard to connect with people, especially when you're first meeting them. 
if the person has commented on what you're wearing, they're interested in getting to know you more. Then if their conversation is really good, then you're definitely going to have to start looking at how you can work wife them or work husband them. It also shows off your confidence. So if you're confident enough to wear bright colors or a power suit, that won't go unnoticed. People will get that vibe about you that they're ready to go. And and that is a really good thing in the workplace, especially if you're in business and you're in a competitive sort of business. Prolonged peacocking can keep you in the forefront of the minds of your superiors. So when your bosses see you walking in every day in a power suit, they know that you're ready to go. You're given off that vibe just by dressing that way. And when that opportunity arises from your superior who's recognized that you're ready to go because you have been dressing like someone who is ready to go, they're going to be quick to call on you and go say, hey, I saw, you know, you seem like you're confident enough. I want to give you a challenge, you know, in that sense, there you go. You're walking into these opportunities just by putting yourself out there and peacocking. Now, some of the disadvantages is that upkeep is hard. Maintaining that peacocking vibe every single day in and day out. For me, I found that as a little bit of a disadvantage because some days I just don't want to try. Some days I've gotten out of bed and I start, you know, 6.30 in the morning and I don't want to put the effort in. I don't want to put a bit of makeup on. Your style may not be everyone's cup of tea. People may not get it. People may not understand that you love wearing bright colors with flowers all over them. It may, you may work in a morgue and that could be a bit of a deal breaker for when you're trying to walk around for someone. Who knows? You can't please everyone. Another disadvantage is that you may get labeled to try hard or even give off the wrong sort of impression. Now, what I'm trying to get at is even if you are confident to rock a mini skirt to the office, it may not be the appropriate choice. Now, the vibe that I say, especially when it comes to an office, is if you would wear it to church, you would definitely be able to wear it to the office because you don't really, how many times are you going to want to, uh, you know, walk around with your cleavage out, you know, talking to pastors and, and, you know, old people, that sort of thing. Save that for the club, not so much for the office. Another disadvantage is it requires a lot of thought. Same as the upkeep. If you're really hungover and you don't want to think about stuff, randomly enough though, I've noticed that uh, when I'm hungover, I tend to look my best because I don't think. But for some people, keeping up that style and that peacocking vibe and that, you know, over the topness can be a bit of an effort. And some days you just don't want to put that effort in and that's understandable. The final disadvantage I have is it's superficial. It doesn't reflect on your work abilities at all unless of course you work in the fashion and beauty industry and that may put you on the flip side of it keeping you in the um, forefront of your superiors it may give off the vibe that you know you're all superficial you don't really care about the work that you do so honestly if you're peacocking you might as well back it up with the ability to do really good work yeah sounds good cool going to end it with uh, the four things that no one teaches you in an office, having worked in a few uh, of all different shapes and sizes and industries. And it's super handy uh, to know these things, even if you've worked in an office a few times and you haven't come across this you know, these pieces of advice before, use them any way you can. They're there to help you. Okay, so number one is say hello to the people in the morning. Everyone that you see, say a cheery good morning because you don't know how people's nights were and they may just have some incredible news for you. Even if it feels like you're seeing them for the sixth time that day and if you are someone like me who always forgets who they have and haven't said hello to, start with that. Just say, hey, good morning. I don't know if I've said hello to you already, but I'm really bad at remembering and we could have said hello yesterday. So, you know, always good to start with a sort of an apology because then people tend to excuse you if you forget to say hello, but you should be saying hello. 
Uh, a good general rule for fashion is if you would wear it to a church, you should be able to wear it to work. I did mention that before. Big one, ask questions. Don't be afraid. Okay, yeah, it may seem like we're in primary school or high school again, but even if it is a stupid question, it means that you're thinking about the task at hand or whatever it is that you need to do and you're able to get the information so that you're not doing the wrong thing again. Now, my last thing is a little bit contested, but I found it to sort of help me and it's in the same pretense of, you know, setting the tone or the timing or the time frame or the, you know, like the uh, the ticking alongness of uh, how you're going to be at work, especially if you're starting in a new job. And that is don't be that overzealous worker that stretches themselves a little bit too thin to try and make a good impression. Don't go too far. Don't go over the top when it comes to your work every single time. You want to be able to meet the standards that are expected of you on your first week or your first month or your first year, but then maybe like top it by 10%. Don't top it by 30. Don't go 50 because then you're going to be expected to always top it by 30 or 50%. And that is something that could lead to some serious stress in the long run. Just top it by 10%. Always give 110%. All right, that's it. Um, I've probably chewed your ear off enough, but if you are feeling this and you want to tell your mates about it, go ahead, hit subscribe. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. Um, I will be wording out some of these disadvantages and I'll chuck an image of me just so that you can kind of see uh, how I do peacock and, and my sort of style in the description of this podcast. And let me know if you're a peacocker too. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you.